Welcome to another episode of Healing Through Love. Each week, we share ideas, experiences, and resources to increase the awareness of domestic and family violence and to empower survivors to grow and thrive. We talk with experts who share their advice or with people who have experienced abuse, no matter where they are on their journey. This is all about healing through love. And now, here are your hosts, Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. In episode 32, Stephanie Jamison discusses love over fear after having to reparent herself due to childhood abuse. Right, right. That's what the big awakening is, is yeah. we're all coming back into alignment to mm. understand who we truly are. And it's not, you know, Stephanie, the role that I came here to play, it's I'm love incarnated. And once I recognize and own that power, and once all of us recognize and own that power, there's this massive healing that takes place. And that's a big part of what, you know, a soul our, us beautiful souls and us healers and, you know, whatever you identify as even, you know, a beautiful podcast host, everything. Um, that's what we're here to teach. That's what we're just here to raise the awareness because you are correct. More and more people are waking up. I've seen more people wake up. If that's what you want to say in the last two years. than I think I ever have, and yeah. the pandemic played a huge role in that. The Healing Through Love podcast with Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson. The Healing Through Love podcast with host Charlene Lynch and Rose Davidson would love to acknowledge Global Glamping Charities Incorporated for generously supporting this podcast. Global Glamping Charities, solving homelessness in all of its forms. Reach out to them at globalglamping.org. Hello and welcome to the Healing Through Love podcast. I'm your host, Charlene Lynch from charlenelynch.com. Healing Through Love is where victims and survivors of domestic violence find their way back to living more fulfilling and meaningful lives. We interview experts and survivors who share their personal stories and offer advice to those who've experienced abuse, no matter where they are on their healing journey. As well as the Healing Through Love podcast, we hold an annual Pamper Day here in Adelaide, South Australia for survivors of domestic and family violence. Local businesses come together and pay it forward by providing their services and resources for the day to give our survivors a much-deserved day of indulgence. If We are looking for organisations, and so if you fit the bill, please reach out to Healing Through Love. We would love to hear from you if you offer a healing modality and you're local to Adelaide. And if you're interstate and you like this idea, please contact us because we're looking to launch these in each of the major cities of Australia. Okay, we've got very special guests with us today and I'd like to introduce to you, we've got Stephanie Jamison. Now, through she is an intuitive work and coaching. She Stephanie is committed to helping others connect with their spirit as well as offer guidance that can help them heal their inner child wounding and karmic patterns and conditioned beliefs that keep them from living in an alignment with abundance of who they truly are. So she's asking people to choose love over fear 
And I'd like to welcome, hello, how are you, Stephanie? Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. And in Australia, that's amazing. It's that now, where are you from? I'm over in California right now, but I'm a Colorado girl. Oh, well, I love all states of America. I was blessed to travel as a child and uh, I I went back to California many times because you've got Mm -hmm. quite a few draw cards there and uh, it is a lovely country. I really loved it. I went to school there for a couple of years. So it was a wonderful experience to see the difference in cultures and uh, I loved it all. And everyone kept on saying I had an accent, but I'm like, what accent? (laughs) It was a beautiful accent. (laughs) Fish can't see water, you know, we don't know the difference. (laughs) I love it. So, you know, this is a very powerful modality of healing. And uh, as the human experience is moving forward, it's the process of that trauma and the healing and and then recreating ourselves and reaching out and healing others. What started your healing journey? Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me. So um, like so many of your listeners, I have experienced abuse. I've experienced trauma, which we all have our own trauma. Um, But that is one of the main reasons that I, I wanted to speak with you on this topic is that I've had to reshape my mind and reframe my mind on my trauma and, and heal the little girl that's inside of me. And so, but mainly what started where I am now is that I went through a really big awakening. Like so many people on this planet, there's a mass awakening that's happening. And I was really being guided to choose love over fear and really um, go through my Phoenix rising process, right? So I had to kind of shed all of these old limited beliefs around what I was conditioned to believe and who I was and really allowed myself to be reborn again into who it is that I truly am. And I did that through the process of choosing love over fear. I'm a highly intuitive soul, super sensitive soul. And um, I've realized over these past few years that I'm here to help other people wake up and that I have this deep sense of feeling. And and that trauma that happened to me was so that I could then turn around and help other people. You know, I've, I've got that wounded healer inside of me. <laughs> and uh, so I've, I, once I kind of went through this massive awakening and I, the chapters of my life began to make sense again, I went, Oh, that's why I had to get moved through that. Oh, there it is. And Oh, that, Oh, that must've been karma. Oh, that must, you know, and now I'm teaching other people how to heal their mindset, trust their intuition, follow their heart and really choose love over fear every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Something gets lost in translation, doesn't it? Even if we don't have a level of trauma, I meet lots of adults that have mm-hmm. still not in the space that they could be to choose love over fear. And that's because they're looking at life happened to them rather than for them or through them. And uh, yeah, and you're right. It is about awakening. So so from what I can hear you saying, it's about starting your journey with a level of awareness. And my favorite technique is journaling, like because yes. it just makes the patterns emerge from the page. Can you talk to me a little bit about your methodologies in and around journaling? Yeah, I'm a huge journal. Obviously, I'm a writer. I've written two books. So um, I actually started writing when I started going through my initial awakening process. I was meditating every day and I was um, journaling the things that I was experiencing because the awakening process can be very confusing and the logic will try to kick in and, and control the process. And so I just started to intuitively write down everything that I was experiencing, sensing, feeling, um, whether I was in meditation or not in meditation, random thoughts, uh, mantras that I would write for myself, because obviously as I was getting moved through 
my awakening process, I had to do some reprogramming, reprogramming due to the conditioning that I was exposed to as a kid and just what society exposes us to every day. And so as I journaled, um, I, man, within like a year, year and a half, I had six to eight journals just full of information and things that I was channeling through, um, or that were happening through me. Uh, and then that led me to writing two books and, and, one of the free gifts that I have for you guys today is the 30 day, uh, I call it the 30 day spiritual badass journal, because it helps you kind of through that initial awakening process. So I agree with you a hundred percent. Journaling is such a beautiful technique and modality because it helps you, um, understand what's going on in here without judgment or without, you know, having more compassion for yourself as you get moved through this human experience. <laughs> yeah, so I feel that there's some ego extraction as well. So yes. we're going through the writing stage because we're asking, we're looking for the feeling section of us, the human. Then I find that you know, we're almost putting the ego to the side. It's now being the witnesser. It's now it's now being the the, the viewer of the process and allowing our, our pure inner person to uh, to emulate and shine and then we get obviously the opportunity for reflection where we can look back and read it and then we can see the patterns and uh, sometimes I read my journals I'm like oh, did I write that <laughs> like yes absolutely that's in my handwriting I must have written that <laughs> yeah absolutely and I feel like that's a big part of what I experienced early on the path too when I was um, guided to write the happy empath workbook I would just get in front of the computer and I would just write. And, and it felt more so like I was channeling than writing and it just kind of came through you. And, and I feel like when you just allow yourself to just kind of live in the moment and just observe everything that's getting moved through you, all the feelings, all the thoughts, it brings you to a place of being more present. Um, and then you, you, you can really um, surprise yourself and how much it can shift your perspective around the wounding or around what you're getting moved through. Yes, exactly. And so that's another concept there, listeners, is to be in present time that mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie's just mentioned, because we're too frequently thinking back on the abuse that we've already had or thinking back on the situations, thinking back on that level of victim and all thinking forward <laughs> on what, right. what we're about to have. But, but what we really need to do and the power is in the present time. So if we can reach into grabbing the journal, it doesn't have to be something fancy. I mean, my first one was just a piece of scrap paper. It didn't, doesn't matter. It's about writing it down and then being in that place where you can hold the presence. So have you got any tips and techniques for our listeners today in and around holding present time? Journaling, meditating, um, any, the one, of, one of the biggest reasons that I love journaling is because it's a grounding technique. What happens when we're freaking out about what's possibly could happen and what went on is that we're causing ourselves anxiety or we're causing ourselves depression. And that's because we're not grounding our energy. And a lot of times when we're having moments like that, you know, we, we often forget that we're energy first and foremost. And what does energy need? We're electrical beings. We need grounding. And so anything that brings you into the present moment is um, journaling, meditation, physical exercise, hanging out with people who serve you, listening to beautiful podcasts like this, anything that just causes you to get quiet because we live in a world that is so full of noise, including our own thoughts, that anything that just brings you into the moment that has you focus on the now photography, creative work, jewelry making, whatever it could be, mm. that's what's going to bring you in and, and anchor in that energy. 
I love it. And listeners, um, I'm holding up a cup of tea. So even just the consumption of tea, fluids yes. when you're eating, just being mindful about every mouthful, mindful of every sip and just being in that moment can help bring you into present time. And that's where the power is, the power of healing and the power of connection as well, because globally we are really all connected and we can hold that frequency if we can be in present time. I love it. So now, how long have you been serving people in this place? About five years now. Oh, yeah. that's I hope been in, and I love how many people I've been attracting from Australia. It's been really interesting to me um, how many beautiful souls come over. I have several clients over in Australia, and um, it's just such a beautiful place. And I very, I feel very, very connected to this that area. Um, I always say I must have lived there in a past life or something because it is so in alignment with my with my journey so about five years I've been helping um, women and men wake up all around the world I love Mm -hmm. it I love it and it does start with that level of awareness and holding present time and all and journaling is definitely going to help you so I have noticed there's a difference in the frequency between what we're experiencing here in Australia and other countries particularly America and I'm going to say the spicy cough might have something to do with it because it sort of mostly washed over us. There were some mm-hmm. cities that were a little bit more impacted than others. But here, for instance, in South Australia, we had maybe two days of lockdown, maybe three. And then aside from that, it was business as usual. And it really did uh, it did change the way we moved forward. So I, I really do think that there's something in that. Not quite sure. I haven't put my finger on all the details. But I do notice that there's a frequency difference with different countries. And I'm going to say it was how they are impacted. But we even uh, these adversities in our life, we can learn from them and we can grow from them if we're prepared to hold it in present state and become the observer and remove the ego from the equation so that we can see what can happen to move forward. Because we're all... And and really... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is that if we could use... One of the biggest things that I teach people how to do is how to use our ego wisely because a lot of people treat the ego as if it's some bad thing and it's it if it's used properly which is to be used as the tool that it actually is to get into service with the heart wants when you find that balance that can really shift everything you know um I really do feel like that's a big part of it so if if the mind can be taken out of it just a little bit and trained that it is the tool and that the heart is the master yes that can really shift your perspective on your trauma and how you allow the story to keep unfolding in your life over and over again. And it teaches you really honestly, when you can master this, to become empowered versus looking at yourself as a victim. So true. You know? mm-hmm. I love it. So true. Yes, ego is not a dirty word. We need it to get to where we need to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you're true. It is a it is a tool and but it needs to be put back in its place because it does. too frequently it feels it rules the world. <laughs> yes. And you're right. It is if we can come from that heart-centered being, if we can use all those tools and techniques to hold that frequency, then it really does put it automatically back in its spot and becomes the servant rather than the master. I love it. Mm-hmm. So you've written several books now. And how was that process of writing the books for you? Um, cathartic, very healing, very healing. Um, because there's so many times that 
you know, and, and I'm sure many of your listeners can identify with this. We often wonder why things happen to us. You know, we wonder why did I have to go through that? And what, you know, when I started writing the Happy Empaths workbook um, about four and a half years ago, I started realizing that my sensitivities and the reason I always felt so different was because I was here to be different. I was here to shake things up and help kind of um, launch just like so many beautiful souls are doing, launch this great awakening that's happening on this planet. And so I finally started to understand my gifts more as I was writing those books. So my first book really helped me understand myself more. And I took everything from my journey from childhood through that moment and put it in that book for other healers, because there's so many souls on this planet who don't even realize how intuitive and how psychic and how, you know, beautiful healers they really are because they haven't been moved through either a, the awakening process yet, or B they've been so conditioned to believe that they're just sensitive, that there's something wrong with them. And so they go towards things like drugs or alcohol or, or codependent behaviors or whatnot, you know, self-worth issues, that kind of stuff. And so um, that's kind of a tool for them because that was everything I experienced, mm, you know, yes. and then my my second book was more of a mindset shifting book. So it's it's designed for people who are very skeptical um, of themselves or skeptical of the intuitive path, the, the sacred path. And so it's a place to keep your ego in check. So you just basically open it up. It tells you what you need to hear for the day, like a little mini Oracle deck and helps kind of reprogram your mind around the traumatic experiences that you've had. Absolutely. And when we can come from that place that last happens through us, that's the next level. Uh, and it really does make a difference. I love it. So you've been through a journey yourself and then you've brought mm -hmm. a level of awareness and journal. Those journals have created the books or have been the fodder for the books to move forward. Yeah. And then just yeah. even the cathartic process of journaling helped you fall in love with the concept of, of writing as well. And many people who are on this journey write books, which is amazing. And, uh, and that helps other people move forward. I do feel that the frequency on the planet is rising. And I do feel mm -hmm. that we've got an awakening for us to all humans live at a different frequency. And uh, I do feel though, and this might not be a very popular belief, that here as healers, we're healed to, we heal ourselves, we help to heal others, and then help others heal others. And then it's going to get to a point where we won't need to heal anymore, because people will be healed. And people will be already programmed to do their own healing. And we won't necessarily have to go through that human experience to get to the other side. We'll just be. <laughs> right. Right. That's what the big awakening is, is yeah. we're all coming back into alignment to mm. understand who we truly are. And it's not, you know, Stephanie, the role that I came here to play. It's I'm love incarnated. And once I recognize and own that power, and once all of us recognize and own that power, there's this massive healing that takes place. And that's a big part of what, you know, a soul our, us beautiful souls and us healers and, you know, whatever you identify as even, you know, beautiful podcast host, everything. Um, that's what we're here to teach. That's what we're just here to raise the awareness because you are correct. More and more people are waking up. I've seen more people wake up if that's what you want to say in the last two years. than I think I ever have, and yeah. the pandemic played a huge role in that huge it's I think that gave people an opportunity to stop and have yeah. a space and reflect 
and then and be able to have a look at so like the world was on a hamster wheel and we were just going mm-hmm. round and round and round circles and the hamster wheel stopped and it gave us an opportunity to say, well, why am I on the hamster wheel? I think this is one of the reasons why I see as a business coach so many people who've had side hustles now decide that's what I want to do. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to do my side hustle rather than be in that space where I'm working a nine to five job. So well, they're passionate about their side hustle. So they were guided to follow their heart and and the pandemic forced everyone to literally go within. Mm. They had to slow down. And what happens when you slow down? You feel. You're not in thinking mode, you're feeling. And you're going down the path of self-discovery. So I call the pandemic divine intervention. <laughs> it's the pandemic we had to have. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's fabulous. Okay. So now you've got a special offering for our listeners today. Can you tell me, Stephanie, and tell the audience a little bit more about that? Yeah. So if you've been moved through any kind of traumatic experience, so PTSD, um, child abuse, or just stuff that us healers go through us healers, we have it hard. You know, we have basically we go through pre-med so that we can help others as, you know, others are rising. And so sometimes you just need a good mindset shift. So my 30 day spiritual badass journal is what I'm offering everyone. It's thick. It's about 80 pages. So you can download it and it'll help you. It's full of journal prompts and it's full of, you know, so many little different reminders on how to take care of yourself first as you're navigating your consciousness shifts and your awakening path. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And there's another layer inside of that as well uh, for those. And I believe that you help a lot of empaths. Is that right? I do. I help a lot of fellow sensitives. I tend to attract a lot of fellow sensitives. Um, I've noticed that along my journey. That's just kind of how spirit works. (laughs) Is that quite frequently as an empath or a sensitive person that you, uh, us, we, we take on other frequencies from other people that aren't even our own. And I felt that journaling helped me identify, is this even my stuff? Like I'm working through something. I don't know if this even happened to me. Like, I, I don't even know if this is my stuff. And um, yeah, it uh, it made a big difference to understand what's happening inside of my body and what might be happening inside of my brain is that it might not necessarily all be my stuff. It Correct. could be I'm feeling frequencies for others. So can you share any tools or techniques or tips in and around what we can do to as a person who's sensitive or an empath to, you know, not necessarily protect our own frequency, but at least have an understanding of what's ours and what's not ours. Sure. Absolutely. So that is a big one in the beginning. It really is, is trying to understand. Um, First of all, we're all connected. We're all one. So we can all feel energy coming off of one another. Um, One of the biggest things that I recommend for somebody who's highly sensitive is, you know, we can be like sponges and we can take on other people's stuff is number one, let's make sure our boundaries are in place. So healthy, energetic boundaries. So for your listeners, I would recommend, you know, putting out there, how do I want to feel and how do I want to be treated? And I'm going to recommend these two things. I want to feel cherished and I want to be treated with an equal energy exchange. That is your bottom line foundational intention. If you're in any particular place, Um, with a person or a situation where you're not in alignment with those intentions, stronger boundaries. Okay. And then you also want to do anything that you can to keep your energy clean. As I was saying to you earlier, 
you are an energetic being and you need to keep your biofield clear. In science, they call it biofield. In metaphysics, we call it an aura. And so if your energy isn't clear, guess what? You're going to be more susceptible to A, attracting frequencies of a lower vibration. You're also going to be more susceptible to attracting a pattern that just isn't serving you anymore because that's the frequency you're emitting. And number three, you're going to really get yourself into a place where um, your intuitive abilities aren't going to be as strong. You're not going to be able to trust yourself as much because you're walking around like a big sponge. So doing things like what we mentioned earlier, physical exercise, meditation, grounding techniques, reprogramming your mind, upgrading your, your circle of, of people who you're around, whatever. Um, you know, those are just a few things that you can do with Empaths in particular, we need really strong boundaries because empaths just want to help people. They just want to fix people. But often what typically happens is that the empath is trying to do that before they've helped themselves first. Yes, it's the put on your own oxygen mask um, yes. airplane, rather than put on someone else's. And I think that just sort of speaks to people that want to make a difference is that they take care of everyone else first before they take yes. care of themselves and yep. as a, a person who identifies in both of those brackets, I feel that that might be one of the reasons why I ended up in relationships where I wasn't cherished, where I wasn't, well, I wasn't treated like the princess that I am. So right. I think that it's because we care more for others than we do sometimes for ourselves. And Absolutely. And, and we all get moved through it and every healer does and, that's why I'm able to do the work that I do today is that I've been moved through the trauma. I've been moved through the reprogramming, the unlearning, the relearning, you know, learning how to honor myself first and foremost. We've been so conditioned as a society that self-care is selfish or that putting our own needs is selfish when in all reality, we're born with that blueprint inside of our heart and we would never long for something that wasn't meant for us, right? So we have to start getting back to a place where we honor that little girl or that little boy first. And we just say, Hey, which way now, which way do I need to go now? And when we honor what they say, mm -hmm. boom, it all starts to balance out. It's true. It's about being, uh, being connected to that inner voice. I love what you talk about with uh, that honoring the child and, what, and how do you feel in and around like play and those sorts of things that we do to work with our inner child. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I am all about inner child work. In fact, I dedicated my second book to my little my little Stephanie because I ignored her needs for so long, her basic needs, and that was because of my own trauma and my own wounding. And there's so many times where we just stop playing and we stop imagining and we stop, you know, we grow up, quote unquote, and we get to this place where, you know, we stop parenting ourselves or we should reparent ourselves is what I'm saying here. Um, the way that we should have been parented in, in many cases, or, you know, we need to parent that little girl or that little boy inside of us um, as if we could kind of shift the, what we went through. You know what I mean? I hope, hopefully that's coming out correct. Um, so I often tell my, I often tell my clients, Hey, you know, you, you're telling me that people are breaking your boundaries you're not happy. You're caught up in a marriage that doesn't serve you. You're not making enough money. You're in this abusive blah, blah, blah. You know, and they tell me all these things. And I say, when was the last time you slowed down and you just asked yourself what you need? And oftentimes as I take them through this particular practice of asking their little girl or asking their little boy what they need, they start crying because they realize that they've been ignoring 
her or him since six years old, 15 years old, 20 years old, you know, and they go back and they realize that there's trauma from that time period that they need to heal. So it's all about honoring that little kid. That's a big part of um, learning how to love the self unconditionally and healing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love everything that you talk about, Stephanie. I feel that mm-hmm. I feel resonance with you. Um, so, so people that want to work with you moving forward, they can reach out and grab the free journal prompts. And mm-hmm. you also offer one-on-one. Is that right? Is it a bespoke program or is it a, a group program? How do people work with you? Yeah. So people can work with me one-on-one. I am an intuitive empath. I'm a psychic medium. So I do a lot of readings. I've been reading for people all over the place. And then I offer a group coaching program. And then I also offer a um, more accelerated one year exclusive package as well with me. So it just depends on what your needs are. So through readings or the group coaching program, start at something that I call a 90 day alignment accelerator. So I teach you over the course of 90 days, how to become an energetic match for the very thing that you're wanting. And we do that in a group setting. It's a pretty powerful program. That sounds fabulous. I love it. And uh, in what part of a person's journey are they ready to work with you? Are they out the other side or are they still in process? Like at what point in time do people normally work with you? So I attract a lot on both spectrums. So I attract a lot of people. It's very fun for me who are just like starting to experience synchronicity. And they're like, well, there's something happening in my world here. People who've lost people who have passed. Of course, that that typically tends to be the catalyst for a lot of people's awakening journey is when they feel pain or they, they experience grief um, or love. Of course, love is the ultimate catalyst to a, an awakening journey. And then I also work with a lot of people who are fellow lightworkers like myself. You know, I have a program called the Lightworker Level Up where I teach people how to actually own their intuitive gifts and start a healing business. So I attract a lot of people from both sides. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So uh, Stephanie is the one-stop shop. <laughs> in and around frequency and moving forward and uh, yeah you know choosing love over fear and uh, being everything that you are meant to be this time around I love it so so you have a link also for people to reach out for readings as well yep just my website they can see all of this at divinesouljourney.net I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're almost towards the end. And just in summary, listeners, if um, if you want to connect and get the 30-day journal, the link will be in the show notes and also in the description. But I love, Stephanie, have you got some closing words to share with our listeners today? Sure. Um, your trauma does not define you. It really doesn't. And Um, We have a choice every single day. I mean, I could have gone the exact opposite direction, the exact opposite direction. Many people are shocked when they hear my story. Um, But by embodying love and choosing love, and when I say love, I mean choosing gratitude, hope, faith, contentment, joy, over worry, anxiety, doubt, anger, jealousy, insecurity every day. And if you have to train yourself moment by moment, that's going to be how the consciousness shifts begin. And when clarity is going to be found and then the co-creation process can begin. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful, Stephanie, and music to my ears. Listeners, this has been a wonderful half an hour with Stephanie. And please reach out if you're feeling connected. 
please reach out. We'll have those links there so that you can connect. If you're listening today and you live in Adelaide and you have a healing practice, we are looking for additional practitioners to serve in May for our next Pamper Day. And if you're listening and you're from a different state or country, please reach out anyway. We're always looking for podcast guests. And we are also looking to expand these experiences into different states and cities and nations. Thank you so much for listening today with Healing Through Love. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Healing Through Love. You can get further resources, see the show notes, or simply reach out to us via our website at htlaustralia.org. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to your company next time on the Healing Through Love podcast. Oh,